So Shavuot off. Okay, so the topic that we're going to be introducing, um, you know, we, we, we've discussed some interesting ideas. We've discussed, um, you know, the ideas of Lov Dola Shamra, our responsibilities as human beings on this planet, balancing work and Torah. We've talked about our obligation as Jews, people who have been commanded. We've talked about Seto Techa Kavat to, to um, f- focus your life around, around Torah and Torah learning. Um, we've talked about spiritual specialization, um, you know, kind of picking one mitzvah that's your mitzvah that you do more so than, than other mitzvot. And then the last few weeks we talked about um, being from, being good, um, and, you know, can you be one without the other? Are there risks being, you know, being where, where you're too moral, you're too good, but, or perhaps if you're not good enough, or if you're too from, but not from enough, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we're now going to move on to a new topic, and this topic is going to be about bitachon. Bitachon meaning trust, trust in Hashem. And we're going to be discussing all kinds of different things, um, the different types of um, bitachon or different types of trust and how, you know, hopefully then um, how it relates today. Um, but first we want to go through some of the basics. And I want to start off with this um, fundamental question, which is, must a person rely solely on Hashem? Or is one permitted to rely upon you know his or her own abilities in other words do you step back and say look this wash and once and sort of be a passenger in your own life or do you be more active more engaged and do you um actively try to um you know to decide way and um, steer the course of your life um very quickly what, what do you guys think um should you rely on hashem for everything or are you, a, or should a person try and rely on their own abilities, rely on themselves, essentially? Go on, Jacob. So essentially we need both. We need both to put in our half and and then we also need to rely on Hakash Baruch So we need sort of both elements there. Very nice. Um, anybody else? Very nice. Very good. Um, Benji, Avi, do you guys have anything to say? Okay. Um, so it, it seems to be that we're saying kind of half-half. You you need both. You need to be you know, actively engaged and also trying to rely on Hakash Baruch. Um, 
I'm, I'm going to um, discuss um, with this within the context of medical intervention because it's a little bit more practical, a little bit more hands-on, and there's um, quite a few more um, sources um, to go through. So just by contrast, there are certain branches of Christianity, the, for example, the, the Christian um, science movement, you know, Scientology, um, and they forbid medicine. They say that, that, that it's us or you can't go to a doctor, you can't um, you know, take, take medicine, etc. Why? For two reasons. Number one, if Hashem wants, if God wanted you to be ill, and that's His will, then who are you to then conflict with that? If you know God said you're going to be ill for the next two weeks, and then you take medicine and you're only ill for five days, then all of a sudden you know you're conflicting with God with what God wants, and as a consequence, you should just sit back and, and relax, so to speak. And the second issue that they take with with medicine is that it can lead to excessive pride. Um, that you can be one of these, you know, people where it's like, oh yeah, I cheated death. I know, um, you know, uh, look how how powerful I am. I was able to um, to overcome this, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it can lead to um, it can it can lead to problems religiously. Um, essentially, that you should be, you know, trusting trusting in God, so to speak. Um, and in some sects of Christianity, that's the case. By the way, when I when I mention Christianity, it's sometimes it, it's good to know. Um, what's wrong in order to know what's right it's important if you want to know where the line is sometimes it's important to see what's on the other side um, of that line just to know what's not okay it can actually um help and and give you a better understanding of the situation um so that's kind of a certain branch of christianity that's kind of their thoughts and you might think that this is something which is really foreign to judaism that this is not a, a jewish idea at all However, there are steamingly some sources and some um, deas that do agree with this kind of idea. Um, for example, Yirmiyahu, um, Yud Zion, hey, um, it says, Kama Hashem, Aruha Geber Tach Badam. You know, curse be a person who trusts in, in man. Vasham Basar Zara'o. And um, you know, places his strength in, in his flesh. Um, and then the pastor finishes, Why? Because he's removing um, his heart from God. In other words, he's going to be trusting in man and he's not going to be trusting in God at all. Um, and you know, this is kind of where the Christians get that, that, that idea. However, it's also true in places like um, in the Gemara. For example, in Masechet Brachot and Daf Samachamad Aleph. Um, you have a, um, it's talking about all these, you know, various tefillas. Um, at, at the end of Brachot, it's actually really interesting because it's all like the various miscellaneous uh, Brachot and like weird and wacky um, situations that you might be in um, and what kind of um, things to dub. And it, 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 it's a very interesting sugya. Um, you can tell because they just, it, whereas normally a Gemara, you might have the like Mishnah Gemara, Mishnah Gemara. Here they just stick all the missions at the beginning and then it's just solid Gemara going right the way through because uh, they know that, uh, <laughs> you can't necessarily get everything to correlate exactly right. And uh, one of the tefillahs which I mentioned um, is the is the tefillah of Ravacha. Um, Dama Rabiacha, Hanechnes Lahazik Dam. So somebody's going bloodletting. This was a form of medicine that they had. Um, not going to go into why they did this, but that's what they did. Um, Amar he says that this is the doubling. This is the tefillah that you should say. Here is on Mafanacha Hashem Elokai. Um, you know, maybe um, you will um, um, Hashem, my God. 
um she yeah also exe um li um lirafa um the tirpeni that this um you know what i'm doing if you know it's because you are healing me and may may heal me um ki al um ki el um rofe nemanata and for because you are a um, god of healing and your healing is true um lefi and this is the key line lefi she ain't darkan shel bnei adam lerapot but because really it's not people who are healing me. It's not you know uh, human beings who are healing me, and Shinago. Rather, the only reason why they're doing this is because that's their you know minhag, so to speak. But in reality, I know that really you're the one who's going to be healing me. And just to make uh, to, to understand what Rav Acha is saying here, you know, even stronger, um, if you look at Rashi, he says Shein Darkar Shel Bnei Adam Koloma was this saying Lo Hayal Lahem Laasok Berufuot. What's Rashi? What does Rashi say? Um, you know, how does he understand Rav Acha? They should not have to occupy themselves with medicine. Rather, um, they should just trust in in, in Hakadosh Baruch Hu's mercy. And seemingly, this Gemara is saying, according to Rav Acha, as explained by Rashi, if a person is sick, you should daven to Hashem. You shouldn't be relying on doctors because it's not doctors who make you better. It's um, it's Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Which sounds quite, quite, quite different to what we, we we've said so far. Just for the record, though, the Gemara straight away immediately rejects this Amar Abaye, and the Gemara continued. People shouldn't um, shouldn't say this to filler and Tana debate Rabbi Shmuel because um, you know as we learnt in the in the base midrash of Rabbi Shmuel from this week's parasha. Um, if in, in this case, in, in this week's parasha, discusses a case where you have two people getting into a fight with each other, and one of them you know hits the other, and it causes you know it causes them damage, it, it hurts them, and as a consequence, they need to go to the doctor. What's the happening? You might think to say, ah, since yes, I know you're sick, I know you're hurt, I know you've broken your arm, but I shouldn't have to pay. You should dive into Hashem, and Hashem will heal you. But the the pastor goes out of its way and says, for our poor, you're up at. The the person the, the person who you know who caused damage should pay for his medical fees, right? Um, and from here we see there is permission for you know to practice medicine, straight out of this week's parasha, straight out of the pasuk. A person should be um, able to um, you know to, to be able to go to the doctor, and that's a legitimate thing. So much so that a person is. Um, obligated to pay for medical expenses if they've caused somebody else um, to um, a medical um, damage, which then occurs um, those costs. Um, so just to summarize what we've said so far, seemingly this pastor in Yirmiyah says that you should not be relying on other people. You should be relying on Akash Baruch Hu. Rav Acha, as explained by Rashi, um, has that same opinion that really we just go to the doctors because it's kind of like the Minha, that's just what we do. But in reality, we should dive into Hashem. However, Abai turns around and says, no, from the Pasuk in this week's parasha, we should, um, it is clear that, um, that we should be going to, um, to see, um, to go to the doctors. Um, any questions, quickly?
you're right. We're going to get there. Just hold on. <laughs> um, okay. Now, just by the way, in terms of what we've... Um, how do you understand the Makhloka between Ravachar and Abaye? In terms of, um, you know, Ravachar saying, you know, you should not be going to the doctors where Abaye is saying you should. There are different um, ways of understanding this. Like some, some people say, no, Mamash, we pass on like Abaye, and Abaye is right, and Ravachar is completely wrong. However, you have the Taz in Yoradea Simon um, Shin Lamad Vav. Um, I'm not going to read it inside. Um, but he essentially says the Rav Acha is fundamentally correct. However, most people don't, aren't at the level, they answer the uh, Madrega, that they're able to have the schutz, um, you know, to be Zohar, um, the Hashem saves them, you know, essentially through a miracle, through, through, through a mace, um, the Hashem saves them. And therefore, it's inappropriate. And, and in that case, for you know, regular people who aren't Sadiqim, um, to, then it's appropriate for them to go to physicians. So really, Rabbi Akhan Abayah is just talking about two different people. Um, however, um, you know, that's the way the Taz explains the difference. Um, however, most people um, are, understand things a little bit differently. Um, there's Gemara in Pesachim. Um, if people um, are doing Dafyomi, you might recognize this from, uh, from a few weeks ago. Pesachim Daf Nun Vaba Madalaf. It quotes a Tosefta, and a Tosefta is a... Um, do you guys know what a Tosefta is? Any volunteers? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit like a Brysa. Essentially, during the times of the Tanaim, um, there were a number of works written down. The most famous of that is obviously the Mishnah. Um, however, there were also Brysas, um, which were not written down. Lots of them were written down in the Gemara later. However, there was also Tosefta, Sifri, and Sifrei, who were written down, kind of like the generation, like 20 years or so, after the Mishnah, written down by sort of the very, very large generation of Tanaim, after Rebbe Yoda Hanasi. Um, and, um, you know, sometimes they're quoted. Um, they look a lot like Brysas in the Gemara. So, for example, I'm about to read it. It starts Tan Rabbanon, which you might think is a Brysa, when in reality it's a Tosefta. But a Tosefta is a work from the, the Tana- from the period of the Tanaim, so it's on the same level as the Mishnah, so to speak. And so Tosefta quoted in Pesachim Daf Nun Vav Amdalev. Um, at the very top, Tan Rabbanan, Sheshu Dvarim Asach Chizkiyah HaMelech. There were six things that Chizkiyah HaMelech did. Ashlosha, and he was um, a righteous king, although he wasn't quite a hundred percent. But he, you know, he he really did um, he really did a, a lot of good, um, especially uh, considering the time. Ashlosha um, Chodula. There were th- out of these six things, three of them the Chachamim praised him for. Ashlosha Lo Chodula, and there were three things that he was not praised for. I'm not going to go through all six, but the third one it says, "Ganas Sefer Rafot v'Hodula." He hid away the what's known as the Sefer Rafot. The Sefer Rafot was this book, um, which I believe was written by Shlomo Hamelech, although I might be wrong on that, um, of all the um, cures to any illnesses. And what happened was, if anybody got sick, you would just open up this book. And it would tell you straight away how to get better. And no matter what illness you had, immediately you'd get better. But what happened, um, as Rashi um, here goes on and explains, that people wouldn't be humbled by their, um, by their, their sickness. People wouldn't say, I've, okay, I'm, I'm really sick here. I'm on the brink of death. Um, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to try and do shiva. I'm trying to be, going to take this opportunity as a wake-up call to try and improve myself. People wouldn't do that. People would just sit back and they would um, realize that, um, you know, they would just say, okay, I'll look in the safer reports. It'll tell me what's, what's wrong with me. And straight away, immediately they'd get better. 
as Chizkiyahu, who realized that, um, that this was definitely a problem, and the Hakadosh Baruch Hu was trying to send people messages, they weren't listening because the Sefer Refuot, and as a consequence, he hid the Sefer Refuot, and that's something that Chazal, um, that the the, the Chamim of the time, Hodulo, they they they, they praised him for it. Uh, did I see somebody's hand go up, Jacob? Very interesting. I haven't heard that one before. Interesting. Um, uh, this Tosefta um, hits in Pesach and Nun Vav Amad Aleph during the actual source of the Tosefta itself. Um, just a second. Nun Vav Amad Aleph um, Aleph The, the only other source that I've got here is um, um, his, his Brachot Daf Yud Amad Bet. Yeah, it's, it's on Sim Pesach and Daf Nun Vav Amad Aleph. So if you, if you got there, then hopefully you can find out the Makorot for it. Although if it's in, if it's in Brachot, then it would also, um, it might give me a better source. Just give me a second. I'll find a few after the shift, if I can, if you don't mind waiting. Remind me at the end of the shift. Okay. So, so seemingly according to, um, you know, to, to what we've seen in Barakot, to what we've seen in Pesachim, um, especially according to Rashi and according to the Taz, um, it's seemingly when, when sometimes it is better to, to, to not have a, um, you know, medical intervention. It seemingly is better to, um, to remain sick and to, to kind of keep, um, um, the illness that Akash Baruch Hu, um, unfortunately gave you and somebody who really says this quite um, clearly is, is is actually the Ramban um, I've mentioned a couple of times you've got the three pillars of Jewish philosophy and Ramban's Perush al-Chumash his, his explanation on Chumash um, the Ramban's um, explanations on the Mishnayot and also the Kuzari um, we're going to mention the Rambam and the Ramban um, so the Ramban al-Chumash this is in um, Parasha um, um, Perek Kaf, uh, where are we up to? Kaf Vav Yud Aleph. Um, Dibra Matkil, where is it? Oh, it's a really, really long one. Yeah, quite far in. Yeah, um, Kaf, um, so this is Vayikra Kaf Vav um, Yud Aleph. Um, he goes on um, and he essentially says, and he's talking about a time when the, the whole of Qal Yisrael are, are a righteous nation, where everybody is, you know, um, you know that they're, they're, they're a, a, a Dor Tzedek, that they're they this is kind of a, a utopian um, view of like in an ideal um, situation. He goes on to say that the, you know when the entire Jewish people are you know are perfect in what they're doing um, and you know they they do exactly what, what they're supposed to do, then the function the, basically the natural laws the laws of nature so to speak they kind of change 
um, both in terms of their body, uh, you know, physically, and also in terms of the land, and both generally in terms of the whole of the um, Jewish people, and also in terms of the the individual, and that if a person is, you know, Hakadosh Baruch was promised that in a time when everything is good. Um, it, you know, ki, um, uh, in in Shmot Tevav um, Kafav, it says ki, uh, ki ani Hashem um, In the time when Klal Yisrael is doing good, Hakadosh Baruch Hu will look after them. He's promised us this, not just at the generational level, not just at the national level, but at a personal level as well. And as a consequence, at that time, if uh, there is no need for um, to have doctors or any kind of medical science, because Hashem has promised us that, 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 that we would be okay. At that time, when you know where people um, have their problems solved by 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 Nevi'im and having um, you know conversations directly with Akash Baruch Hu and to work out, okay, what exactly Avera did I do that requires Chuvah in order to um, have this particular illness uh, healed? As a consequence, consulting with doctors is unnecessary. And Ramban quotes the Times of Chizkiyah and as, as, as an example. And he then goes on um, to say, one who seeks um, God through prophets does not need to consult um, doctors. The role of the doctor is um, for those um, who... But what role does a physician have for those who follow God's will? Um, since he has promised them, I will remove... Um, um, I will remove all manners of sickness um, from, from your midst. And the Ramban's conclusion there, what, how, he finishes, how he finishes off his, his parish there, is, is unmistakable. At a time when um, Hashem is pleased um, um, with what everybody is doing, there is no need for physicians, there is no need to, for doctors. If HaKadosh Baruch was promised that uh, in, when, when Bnei Israel are doing what they're supposed to be doing, both on a national level and an individual level, at that time, there will be no need to have doctors because Akash um, Baruch has promised that he will, uh, that everybody will be healthy. So, in such a situation, then going for medical intervention would be wrong. This is completely counter to everything that we that we hear. How could this possibly be? Now, I I don't want to sound um, you know who am I to necessarily turn around and say that you know that the Ramban um, is wrong. However, this is so different and so. Um, Alien, such an alien concept to us that we we, we should just you know run Akash Baruch and Davin and do Shiva and we shouldn't even focus um, on trying to solve the problem at hand. To the point that Reb Chaim Brisk, the Brisker of the you know the great Reb Chaim Soloveitchik, he could not believe. He said it is not possible that this is something the Rabban um, himself would have written. It's not possible. And therefore Reb Chaim said that this must be something as a copyist or as somebody who was transcribing uh, the works of the Rabban. This is something that he added in later because there is no way that in 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 Yiddishkeit that the in Chazal that this is something the the Rabban would turn around and say. There's no room for for physicians. This is not something that we that we uh, that we that, that we should uh, engage in at all. Now yes, the Ramban is talking about you know a time where where with with Navu and a time with um you know where Klal is perfect. But still, to turn around and say, even in that hypothetical utopian time, that we shouldn't be doing anything. All we should do is 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 rely on a college bar that we should not be involved. We should not try, at least, um, to, to 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 fix the problem. Rab Chaim says that this is this. It just can't be. It just can't be. Questions, comments, Jacob.
The Rambam is not talking about Tzantz Mashiach. He's talking about Stam. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not. Uh, again, in Yemei Mashiach, there are, especially according to the Rambam, the, um, the Rambam's a lot more um, uh, rational. He he's for the Rambam's view of what Mashiach will look like is a lot more. Um, I don't want to say down to earth, but it's it, it, it's a lot less you know miracles and uh, in in the way that the the Rambam um, describes it. According to, according to the the according to the Rambam, like the very fabric of reality is going to change, like the laws of physics, like, like nature itself is going to is going to is going to change. Um. So and what that looks like and, and how it works, I don't know, and but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about um in you know today hypothetically if everybody was to you know be tzaddikim then at that time would we say yeah you don't need a doctor anymore not talking about your mashiach i know it's a, it's a, it's a it's a big chiddush i mean what would happen in times of mashiach it's a very interesting question so it's a good point but um that's not what the the, the ramban is talking about so that's kind of been the the, the non-interventionist um kind of points of view um that it exists and there are days that say that the, you, know, you shouldn't be intervening. Just by the way, the Rambam was a, was a doctor himself. He was a physician himself. However, this is not the mainstream view. So we're going to have to go over to the other Machshava um, doctor, here, the Rambam, Maimonides, and we're going to have a look at what he says. Um, just by the way, um, I mentioned that I'm looking here at the, the, the Rambam's parish on the Mishnayot. Normally when the Rambam talks about you know, the, the Mishnah, he sticks to the Mishnah. He, 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 you know, he deliberately only discusses that. He doesn't necessarily go, you know, look, starts looking at like the Tosefters and things that the Gemara um, goes on to add on uh, later. He just sticks to the Mishnah itself. However, in this case, he goes out of his way to discuss the Tosefta. And he really writes in, in, in length here. Um, he says, um, like I've explained at great length here um, because there are other people who um, there are other people who kind of misunderstood what's going on here. Others explain that Shlom HaMelech wrote this, you know, Sefer Refuot, this book of remedies. Um, so then an individual um, who was ill could consult with this and, you know, get, get, follow medical advice and get better. And then Chizkiyahu came along and basically, you know, said, no, you should just trust in Hashem and you shouldn't follow the prescriptions of the book. And as a consequence, he kind of removed it. And he goes on to say, um, um, Like, how nonsensical is this, is this explanation? He says that the way that we've been learning that circuit, the way that we've been understanding this thing that um, what Chizkiyahu did, that the um, uh, the Chamim and um, praise him for, the, uh, the Rambam is turning around and saying uh, this is nonsensical and it's completely mistaken. Um, it describes a degree of foolishness to Chizkiyahu. You know, to turn around and say, by the way, we've got this magical cure for everything, and he's just like, yeah, no, I don't want it. You're, you're ascribing this level of foolishness, uh, this foolishness. Um, to Chizkiyahu and you know, and also to the sages that, that, that supported him, and also to the Chamim who, who supported him, um, that would be not imputed even to the. Um, it, it basically is just absolute nonsense. It's, it's absolute um, um, shtiots. If if you're going to learn in that a particular uh, that particular way, according to this absurd reasoning, if a hungry person, think about it, you're turning around saying that you have somebody who's sick, and this person who's sick needs medicine. And if you give him medicine, he's going to get better, and that's somehow against the Ratzon of Akadosh Baruch What if you have somebody who's hungry? Somebody who's hungry, and you decide to give him, you know, and he decides to eat some bread. Are you going to turn around and say, oh, wait, you, you're, you're overturning something, the Ratzon of Akadosh Baruch Hu? Baruch wanted you to be sick, and therefore you had bread. Was going against that because you've, you know, you overcome the sickness of hunger? That's ridiculous. If somebody is, is thirsty, 
right? And you know, they're, they're, you see somebody in, in the desert, and you know they're about to die of thirst, and you've got some extra, and you're carrying some extra water, and you give him some water. You've just saved his life. You're turning around and saying that that's going against the rights of the Makadosh Baruch because he wanted him 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 to die, because you should just um, you know forsake any help that you can give another person because you should just trust and believe in Hashem. According to the Rambam, this is absolutely absurd. Rather, what does the Rambam say? Just as we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu every time we eat to provide sustenance, to allow us to overcome hunger um, and to survive, so too we should thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for having provided the medical remedy in order to heal us. Would, um, I, would, I would not even, like the Rambam is saying here, that he would not even um, have bothered to address this issue. Like he thought, as far as he's concerned, this is so posh. Um, he wouldn't have even bothered addressing it. Um, had it not been for the fact that so many people are mistaking this interpretation. This is his commentary on the mission of Pesachim Perak Dalad Yud. So, um, again, it's on that Gemara that we quoted that to after before. So, according to the Rambam, he's saying um, something very similar to, to, to what uh, uh, you guys mentioned just a second ago. Rambam is saying that Akash Baruch Hu gives us these answers, he gives us these challenges with the knowledge that we have the medical cure for them. Ah, so if we didn't have that medical cure, then he would have given us something else that we did know. However, to turn around and basically say, Hakaj Baruch who gave, gave me this trouble, and therefore I shouldn't do anything to overcome it, you don't apply that to any other area of your life. If you're outside and you're thinking to yourself, oh my goodness, it's minus two degrees, since when was it this cold in winter? I know it was raining, but I didn't know that it got this cold in London. Um, and you turn around and you put on a coat. Ah, oh, Hakaj Baruch who wanted you to be cold, so who are you to put a coat on? You know, oh, you know, at this point in time, you're going to fail your exams. Oh, therefore, I shouldn't revise because if I revise, then I'm going to pass them. And then, you know, that's going to get thrown on my college barrel. That's ridiculous. You're hungry, so you eat. You're thirsty, so you, you, know, so you drink. You're cold, so you, you know, how college wanted you to, you know, to, to, um, to get to get wet in the in the rain. Oh, but now you've decided to go inside, so you're going against the rest of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. You're sick, you go to the doctor. That's what you do. You take your medicine. That's what Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants of you. And to say otherwise, according to the Rambam, is absolutely ridiculous. Questions? I don't want to be too harif, but... <laughs> okay. So we've been talking so far about um, medicine as, as an example of general pitachon, like, uh, you know, to, to discuss these ideas. However, I want to now try and take it um, from being more practical and, you know, limited in scope. I'm going to try and now bring it up to uh, more, be, talk more generally here. Um, and regarding what we believe in in terms of human intervention more generally. Now, Christianity, and again, just by knowing what's wrong, it helps you understand what's right. It says, again, certain branches, because there's many sects of Christianity, it says the human intervention is it's a grave error. It's based on, on, on arrogance. And effectively, you should just sit back and wait for God to save you. And halakha, in glaring contrast, is founded on um, the touchstone of free will. We've got Bechiros Nafshitz. And that the principle of human effort constitutes the essential component of spirituality. That, you know, us trying and us putting in our efforts and us, you know, trying to steer, steer our own destiny, that is part of what it means to be a Jew. That is part of what it means to be an Ovid of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. As you said, in, uh, we, we cited many times in Baruch Hu, Everything is in the hands of heaven with the exception um, of Yer Shemaim, with the exception of um, fear of heaven itself. A human being has a central role to play in regulating the events of his or her, her own life, as well as affecting the direction of history in general. Um, remember what, um, I don't know if any of you um, saw, did I, did I send that video? 
um, of Ravan speaking um, like a message to the Haredi and also the modern Orthodox community. Did any of you guys see it? So one of the things, uh, one of the things that he uh, that he said, was to to the you know to the Haredi community, don't just live in history, live historically. Be one of the people who's driving, so that when you you know, if uh, to ask yourself if you were standing here with you know with say for Tanakh, it's not coming up on my camera. Um, if you were if you were um, you know at, at that time, would you be one of the people who's just you know happens to be. Um, around just happens to be around at that time, but you know it's completely irrelevant to history. Or are you somebody who's actually you know who's actually t relevant, who's actually done something, who's actually contributed to the direction um, of of what's going going on in, in human history, and hopefully for for, for the positive as well. Um, what the Rambam um, the Rambam also says in uh, Shimon and Parakim is since all of a person's um, activities express whether or not he has Yerushalayim. In everything that he does, in every, the way that he does it, and um, etc., etc., all human activities are included within the phrase of Yerushalayim. In other words, by acting um, in a particular way, that shows Yerushalayim, rather than what people might think, which is the which is the the, the opposite. Uh, the Rambam says, um, in in all other areas of your life, whether it's in terms of medicine, in hunger, regarding dealing hunger, regarding dealing poverty. I mean, j j just think about this for a second. If if you're walking some past somebody in the streets and who was homeless, uh, you know, begging you for money, and he said, "Excuse me, can I please have some money? I, I you know, I kind of cramp, I just need to feed myself." And you turn around and said, "The fact that you are poor means that God wants you to be poor, and if I help you, you know, and I get you out of poverty, then I'm going against the will of God, and you walk off." Does that make you a tzaddik? Is that the right thing for you? Is that what Kaj Baruch wants of you? No. Of course that's wrong. Of course we, um, Akash Baruch wants you to be active, be proactive and actually try to make the world um, around you a better place. Ah, so what about the Pasuk um, that we said before? You know, cursed be a person who, um, who trusts, in, trusts in God. Well, similar to what Reuven Simcha said, this applies in every, every area of a person's life. Not just to rely solely um, on um, on a person's abilities, but you should do everything that you can, and also um, ask a Kaddish Baruch Hu for assistance um, in addition to that. Um, this applies to every every area of life, but this is not, um, but this is in no way this in, but this in no way precludes human effort and and initiative. Sorry, a person should you know really um, try. And really push themselves as well as relying on Kaddish Baruch Hu, rather than just relying on one or the other. Um, I'm going to hang up here. I'll see you guys back in a second. I'm not on Zoom at the moment. So I'm actually curious if anybody... Um, if you're listening to this at any point in time, uh, send me send me a WhatsApp message or something, just saying, "Hey, listening to your recording, uh, thanks for the Easter egg." And we're back on. Welcome back, welcome back.
How you doing, Benji? Hello, hello. Excellent. Let's give Ruben Sim for another second. Any questions so far on what we've just said? Before we move on. The, the, the second. He was saying that we are interpreting... Sorry, I'm getting a bit of feedback here. Um, we're interpreting... Um, well, there are certain deas that are interpreting what Kiskiaru did um, incorrectly. Um, basically saying that, oh, we're deliberately sabotaging ourselves, um, shooting ourselves in the foot in order to um, require ourselves to love and Um And he thinks that it's so partial that that's wrong, that the only reason why he has to write it is because he's seen other people um, say contrary. Um, okay, let's move on. So we've said on one hand that, you know, um, various days saying that it's good to rely on Akash Baruch Hu, that we, we kind of should be um, re relying on Hashem, so to speak. However, as we know, there is another contrary value, contrary concept, which is a person should not rely on miracles. Now, um, and, and those are really two extremes. Like we, you know, we should, um, we should rely on miracles and the Hakash Baruch will save us. And on the other hand, it's um, no, we should be, we, should, we can't rely on miracles and we should be completely proactive and we should try and do everything um, ourselves and, and not have Hakash Baruch in the discussion um, at all whatsoever. And it's just important to realize that those two extreme positions, being fully active, going hard, you know, everything is, is man, or being very fully passive, everything is a college baracle, although I think I've switched sides there. Um, those two, there's far, far more complexity and nuance and, um, and more nuanced opinions than just those two extreme um, positions, so to speak. Now, so therefore, okay, if we've said that there are those two extremes, however, there's more of a spectrum and we need to work out we want to work out where we fit on that spectrum of you know, relying on Hashem versus you know, doing things according to human, uh, you know, relying on human skill, so to speak. So essentially, the question is, how much should we take into consider? How much should we take into consideration, um, you know, heavily intervention, you know, Baruch Hu getting getting involved within the context of human intervention? So within, given that we are going to be um, trying ourselves and we're going to put in, be putting in our own efforts how much should we be taking into consideration um, Hakash Baruch Hu getting, getting involved and you know steering the, the discussions uh, steering the outcome so to speak um, now there's two opinions here one is the extreme opinion which is be purely rational be purely analytical um, not pretend like Hakash Baruch Hu doesn't exist but assume that Hakash Baruch Hu is not going to get involved in any way whatsoever and if he does then you act accordingly but act very rational, analytical, don't, don't rely on Hashem in any way whatsoever. Alternatively, you say, since, um, since in the end we must rely upon Akash Baruch Hu to help anyway, we should, fa you know, we should really take in, uh, uh, one of the factors that we should take into consideration is that intervention, and we should take that um, intervention into the decision-making process, so to speak. So again, the question is, do we say, act purely rationally and analytically or do we take it or do we say no take um, Hashem's intervention into consideration when making a decision okay now we aren't talking about things that just again a bit of the disclaimer we're not talking about things that will promise directly I mean things like from the Urim Vatumim 
or things that another you know from through through Nevoah that we um you know that have been directly promised by Akash Baruch Hu. Now there are many instances in Tanakh where um. Um, where Akash Baruch Hu says, "I promise, if you can answer this battle, then you'll then you'll succeed." At that point in time, just go for it, and you know Akash Baruch Hu will, to- will sort out the rest. Um, we we're, we're not talking about those kinds of very very obvious, very very clear Akash Baruch Hu's got your back kind of thing. Uh, we're talking about more uh, the more general um, kind of side of the divine in- intervention. Now, when we say you know Akash Baruch Hu's involved, Akash Baruch Hu's made promises to us. That may be true on in terms of the grand historical scale. Right, that that you know Hashem has promised us that um, you know the the Kaidra won't be wiped out and you know etc etc. Um, however, that's not necessarily going to be the case, and that might be true generally in the grand historical situation. That's not necessarily necessarily true practically on the you know right here right now. Um, yes, yeah, like uh, unfortunately there are there have been situations. Um, you don't need to look too far back into our history. Where you have, um, you know, great tzaddikim and tamalei chachamim and gedolim, who have suffered terribly um, and um, had, you know, faced tremendous, tremendous um, difficulty, and unfortunately, Hakadosh Baruch did not save them. And in the situation where, yes, on the grand narrative of history, we do trust Hakadosh Baruch who has a plan. However, in terms of what to do right here, right now, for this particular individual situation, um, what do you do in that case? Um, and really, this leaves in that case. That's going to be leaving the the matter really undefined and shrouded in, in obscurity. Like we don't really know what to do in, in that case necessarily. Um, I'll just give a, a an example. Chazal have declared and have said many many times um, in Shas. I'm thinking Yomadaf Yudalaf Hamadalaf Kedushin Lamad Lamad Tet Hamad Bet in Chulin. Mem Bet um, you know, quite a few times within uh, within Shas, although they change the girsa um, a bit each time. Basically, it says that a person who's engaged in doing a mitzvah-related activity, then no harm will come to that person. That you're not going to get hurt if you're involved in a mitzvah. However, and uh, so that's kind of like on one side. On the other hand, the Gemara, you know, often concludes this principle is um, doesn't count essentially in a situation where. Um, danger is, is expected. So what does that mean? If you're walking across the M1 with your head in a Mishnah, you say, oh, I'm learning, therefore I can walk in, you know, in the middle of the M1 and I'm not going to get hurt. No, <laughs> you, you, that, 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 that doesn't work. You, you, you can't do that. Um, and uh, by the way, this, this comes in Pesach and Chet and Bet, this idea. That if, you're, if you're somewhere which is where you're expecting um, danger, then you're not, you're not safe. You're not automatically safe, so to speak. Um, and by the way, what complicates these things even further is that there are other passages, there are other you know sections of of um, of, of the Bible. There are other sections of Gemara. For example, Psachim and Samach Dalad Amabet, which says that you can't rely on a miracle at all. So we've got this you know really confusing you know balagan going on here. That we've got some things saying, uh, don't worry, you can rely on a miracle because if you're doing this, you're going to be safe. Other things saying, if if it's dangerous, then you can't rely on that. And then you've got other Gemaras saying it's even worse than that because you can't rely on a miracle in the first place. So how could it possibly be that these, how do, um, how do these uh, various Gemaras um, line up, so to speak? And the, the, the Misa, these aren't at all practical. Firstly, because we don't know, how, we don't know what danger is. What, what constitutes danger, uh, what's a dangerous situation? You're not, you know, you're not, you're not going you, to, this doesn't count in a dangerous situation. What, what is dangerous? You know, you're driving down the road, you know, is that considered to be dangerous? You're on a plane, is that considered to be dangerous? 
um, you're 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 in central London and you you're inhaling all the you know various um, you got you got all the air pollution and everything else going on. So is that considered to be dangerous? You know how do you define danger? And by that same token, we said you can't rely on a miracle. What's a miracle? Like objectively, the part that the Gemara is turning around and making you know a statement, you cannot rely on a miracle. So if I'm turning around saying, okay, I'm relying on the fact that when I land at the you know if 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 I land in a foreign country, somebody's going to you know take me in, you know, or if I'm if I'm in a shul in the middle of nowhere, um, I you know I sincerely hope that somebody will invite me around for you know for Friday night dinner because I've got nowhere to stay, you know, I've got nowhere to eat that night. Is that considered to be a miracle? Um, what exactly what things aren't black and white. There's a lots of grey area. Um, you know, well, what one person's coincidence is another person's miracle. It, it's it's very very complicated and very hard to define uh, practically. We must, however, emphasize one point. Like, there is one thing which we really that, that needs to be taken into consideration. We can't fall prey to overzealousness um, in the realm of bittachon. You know, people being like too keen and uh, you know, oh, I trust in Hashem. Oh no, I I, I trust even more in Hashem. Um, We'd be wrong to believe that excessively trusting in in Akash Baruch Hu, saying, "Oh yeah, Hashem will help me. Hashem will help me," um, you know, somehow that's a that's a sign of of greater Yira Shemayim um, than a view that adopts something which is more rational and more pragmatic, um, um, so to speak. To put to put it in plain English, planning and being practical and thinking analytically and rationally um, in, in terms of how you're going to plan for the future, that in no way is a is a sign of lack of Yira Shemayim. By that same token. Somebody who turns around and doesn't plan, and the person who just you know leaves everything to chance and says, "I trust in the Kaddish Baruch Hu," that is not necessarily that's not necessarily a sign of Yerush Um Be cautious of of intentions. Not, uh, you know what people are actually thinking, or what, what, why people are actually doing things, not just what people say. And I've, unfortunately, I, I I've seen this happen both both ways. There are some I've seen people you know some who, who they they talk in terms of bitachon and trusting the Kaddish Baruch Hu, when in reality, what are they doing? They're just, they're, all they're doing is they're running away from their responsibilities because there are, there are various issues that they that they need to deal with and there are various things that they need to uh, plan for and take into consideration and they're, they're running away from those responsibilities under the guise of um, oh, Yer Shemayim and Bitachon. On the other hand, there are lots of people who genuinely have Yer Shemayim and, they, and they, they, they talk of trusting Akash Baruch Hu, but at the same time, they're still acting responsibly and they're acting with caution and they're acting... Practically, um, so just because you're you're talking pitachon doesn't necessarily correlate to to, to Yerat Shemaim. Now, of course, there will be differences when it, in, in opinion, in term whether it's necessarily um, a, a what how much is necessary to be classed as not relying on a miracle. Right? How much do we need to plan such that we're not relying on a miracle? Um, but the discussion shouldn't try to be denigrated and ge- degenerate into some sort of like competition um, of oh, who's got better year of Um The context that Ram was mentioning this um, was in terms of the discussion of should we give back the uh, should we give back the West Bank? Should we surrender the West Bank? And you know there, there, there is a tendency when, in that sort of discussion that people will be like oh I've got more year of because this is the side of year of and this is the side that's not. Um, just something which is a bit more um, more practical perhaps with this bit more relevant something which I noticed. Um, when people were discussing shutting down shuls or sh- shutting down yeshivas, nobody wanted to be the first person to, to shut it down, you know, to, to, to close the door. Why? Because they thought that the frumer thing to do was to, um, was, to, um, was to stay open and that whoever stayed open the longest, they're the person with the most Yerushimayim. 
which is is absolutely ridiculous, so to speak. Um, there's a clip I, I, I seem to remember. Um, I think it was from like Family Guy or something where um, he's in Congress and he's um, um, he's trying to convince everybody to go to war. And somebody gets up and he goes, um, there's no reason to go to war. Um, you know, there, there's absolutely no logic to, to, to invading um, Iraq. And then, and then this character gets up and goes, yeah, but just remember, whoever doesn't want to go to war is gay. And then suddenly everyone's like, I want to go to war, I want to go to war, I want to go to war. I was the first one who wanted to go to war. Um, I'm sure there's a clip of this on YouTube. Like, basically the idea being, and it's kind of the same case, in, you know, Lahabdul. Um, it's, it's kind of a similar case here, where you'll have people who, they're not necessarily people who, um, they don't necessarily believe in what they're saying. And they don't, they're not actually saying, okay, we should, we should uh, this is something we should do because this makes sense and because, you know, this, you know, and this, this is the point. It's because the frame of the question is, this is a front thing to do, and this is the not front thing to do. And as a consequence, everybody just goes and does this, even if, the, if, even if when you actually think about it, it doesn't make very much sense. Um, so what's important um, when it comes to Betachon um, is to remember that there is a time and place for it. And don't think for a second that um, not just relying on Kaddish Baruch and actually trying to make an active effort in what you're doing, that in any way is a sign of lack of Yerushalayim in any way, shape or form.